How's it going? Welcome to the 105 Way Podcast. I'm your host, JL. And your co-host, Patricia. And on this episode, we have one of our very, very phenomenal authors. Her name is Keisha Norris. And one of the reasons why I love Keisha is, is not only because I've known her for almost a decade, right? I, I, Keisha, I don't even know if you thought about that. I've known Andre since 2013, 2014, meaning I've known you that long too, meaning that it's almost 10 years. Uh, not only have I known Keisha de- for a decade now, but she was actually our very first Amazon number one bestseller. Um, you remember how we felt that day when, when she sent us that message saying, saying she was an Amazon bestseller? Yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty great. Yeah, pretty great. So we've had three, uh, since then, but Keisha will always hold that special place in our heart. So here goes Keisha. How are you today? Uh, I am blessed. Thank you so very much. And 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Oh, we age gracefully. <laughs> because when when I, I started working at the prison in 2013, Andre started working at the prison 2013, but a few months earlier than I did. Um, and him and I uh, got to know each other at the end of that year. And in 2014, we got a lot closer. So, yes, it has been when you met me, I had a hairline. So. I won't, I won't say I age gracefully, but, uh, you know, <laughs> it is it's, what okay. It is. it's okay. So what we, um, what we have set up here is we have some, some questions, um, that we ask our authors, but really we'd like for this to just kind of flow naturally. Um, you know, if, if we do need to throw one of these questions in here, we will, but we're kind of just going to build off of each other. So um, I will let you read off the first question, Patricia. Sure. All right. So the first question is just tell us a little bit about yourself and what inspired you to write. Well, I am a mother, a wife, and me and Andre have been married coming up on 19 years. I still wow. can't believe that. But what inspired me to write is once we started our adoption process, I saw the excitement in our youngest son. And I watched him all during the process and how he was just like eager to become this big brother. And when the social workers would come in and they would ask this little eight-year-old boy these questions, he was just so excited and bouncing off the walls and started talking to him and seeing all these things that he wanted to do as a big brother. In my heart, it put the book inside of me. And I knew that one day I'll write about his adoption experience. So... There came Raising Hope. And so uh, one thing you want to tell our listeners is uh, your adoptive daughter's name is Hope. So that was a very, very creative title that you came up with. I know you wanted my help coming up with a title, but when you said Raising Hope, I'm like, yeah, it doesn't get any better than that. As a matter of fact, we were in Frisco and we told um, the parents that uh, Hope is her name. They were like, wow, that's that's pretty creative. So kudos to you on that. Um, so tell us a little bit about like as far as hope, uh, how did she take in that I'm about to have a book? Hope was really excited. <laughs> she 
she knew that it was her book and she went around telling everybody before I even let the secret out about the book. She was telling everybody, I got a book. I got a book. So she was, I would say she was really excited about this book. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Hope Hope is adorable and it's, uh, it's wonderful to, to see kids start their uh, journey um, towards authorship at such a young age. So hopefully she'll be uh, coming out with more books in, in the near future. Oh, she's ready. <laughs> I already started writing poetry. Okay. So her book, I think, is going to be a poetry book. But, yeah, she's ready. Okay. All right. Okay, that brings us to our next question, which is what challenges did you have during your writing process and how did you overcome them? Let's see. Some of the challenges I faced was just I wanted I wanted to tell my story and the only way that I knew how is just letting it flow. But the challenge that came along with it was will it be enough? Will other people connect with my story? Um was like one of the challenges I it was just a writer's anxiety, I can say, that came about when writing the story. So, but overcoming those challenges, I let one of my, um, I call her my work sister. I let her read the story and she loved it. She was like, this is it. This is it. There's no editing. Nothing needs to be done. This is it. So that's how I overcame it. So you, and that's a a great point to bring up. So you actually let someone read your book as kind of an additional editor then? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That's, that's actually a really, really good idea. I mean, that's, that's what I actually um, recommend to our authors speaking to them is um, not only editing yourself, but then getting a loved one um, to edit as well. So yes, that, that was, um, that was, that was smart on your part. All right. Our third question, I know you touched on this briefly, um, but tell us more about your book, what it's about, where readers can find it. It's just a little bit about like be- beginning to end. So like kind of like how the how the story started briefly, because we don't want to tell the tell the story all the way. Nope, I won't even do that um, to the readers or your listeners. I would just say Raising Hope is a beautiful adoption story from the eyes of, back then, my youngest son, Malachi. He he had a story to tell as far as him wanting to become this big brother one day. And that was his little secret that he didn't tell any of us at that time. So you get to go on the journey of him as we went through the adoption process and learn how he felt along the way. And you can find Raising Hope right now on Amazon. Um, I'm looking to get it out there in other avenues. I got to talk to my lovely publisher, 105 Publishing. Shout out oh, we to got them. You. We got you. And um, you can find it there. And so um, you also uh, brought up a, um, a point about as far as how difficult the entire process was. So can you talk more about um, how 
uh, pretty much how, how the adoption process is in general and how stressful it can be and how your book can actually make things easier on people going through a similar process. The adoption process is stressful in the beginning because in the beginning you have people who's going to come into your home, but just know that the beginning is stressful, but in the end, it's a beautiful story that can be told. But in the beginning of the adoption process, you have social workers who come into your home and they want to know all your business. They want to know everything nitty gritty from the time you were born, basically until up until now is what they want to know about you. They want to know how your marriage is going. How, how did you rear your other kids? If you have birth children, they want to know everything and you have to go through the classes and the classes sometimes can be stressful. The wait can be stressful once you're chosen um, to enter into the adoption program. The wait is stressful. Will someone, would a birth mom pick you to be their forever home for that child? It, I mean, it's all stressful, but in the end, once you're chosen and you build that relationship with the birth mom, it can be a beautiful story. And the book helps because if you have birth children, it you can read that book with your, with your child and you can ask them, how they're feeling about this adoption journey. And it can show you how you can allow them to be a part of that journey just by talking to them. So I would say if you have birth children or if you have other adoptive children, this book will be a great help to read to them. And you can tell them Malachi's story. And although I know the answer to this, I'll, I'll ask anyway, uh, is Hope the only child that you have ever adopted? Nope, she's not. And Hope has her story, and then came Zoe. There we go. There we go. Zoe is just adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Zoe's really, really adorable. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to her book coming out too. So, um, and yes, I'm, I'm happy you touched on that because uh, one of the things I love about what we do is a lot of our books. Um, really aren't all fairy tales, right? It's not talking about uh, princesses and castles and things like that. I mean, we have your book talking about adoption. We have a, another book talking about how kids can deal with their parents being in prison, right? We have yeah. LGBTQ related books. Like we come out with these books like yours that touch on topics that, you know, many people may not understand, um, you know, it's, 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 I do definitely uh, commend you for coming out with this book because you really came out with it, not just for yourself and not just for your family, but for other people to look at it as well and, and learn. So, uh, I've, I didn't told you, thank you before, but thank you again, um, here on the one Oh five way podcast. Yes. We really appreciate you and all your support, even with us. And we want to continue supporting you and your family. Um, that brings us to our next question on, do you plan on writing another book? Of course. I have a couple of them floating up there, but yes, there will be another book. I'm looking at the beginning of the year, starting out the new year, right? Why not with another book? Okay. Okay. All right. 
And then, and then this one actually, this is the one I really like because you and I spoke about this um, as far as Facebook groups. Um, and so, why don't you tell us how you use social media um, from an author's perspective? And are there, like, if someone's saying, you know, hey, I want that extra support, let's even get away from authorship for a second. Someone's saying, I need that extra support when it comes to adoption. Do, are you part of a lot of adoption groups on Facebook? Do they exist? And how are they beneficial to you as an author and person? Yes, I am a lot um, a part of a lot of adoption groups, not on just Facebook, but also on Instagram. Um, I'm a part of these groups and they truly help me like understand things. Even the, the adoption process, once you adopt it, the process doesn't start. It doesn't stop. Because there's some things that you were, I don't call, I call her my child. So I hate using the word my adoptive child, but my adoptive children, um, there's some things that they go through that I may not understand. So these groups are beneficial in helping me understand what my child may be feeling at that point in time and maybe give me ideas of how I can assist them at that time because just because you adopt a child and you give them a loving home doesn't mean they don't long for different things that you may not be able to offer them. That the questions or the questions they may have as far as their birth families go. So I use the support of other um, adoption groups and things of that nature to help me during those times. And if someone needs support in other ways, maybe they're waiting on their um, child to be born. We support them in different ways to give them different ideas of things they can do while they're waiting on that child to be born. And is that something as far as in, in your personal life that um, you you see yourself uh, addressing that when you get there? Do you see yourself bringing up to, to Zoe, bringing up to, to Hope everything? Um, is, is that something that you find necessary for every adoptive child? They need to do that. Mm. In some ways, yes. And then in some ways, no, because their stories are different. So, um, with that being said, I have one child who is in an open adoption and my other child is basically her adoption was her birth parent doesn't want to have anything to do with her. Mm. So it's two different separate situations. So um, some things may help one child and some things may not help the other. I see. Okay. That's, that's interesting. Um, Cause I, one of the things I, I thought about, right. Is when it's, when you're adopting a child, let's say, who's a completely different race than you, I'm sure that that conversation probably comes up somewhat sooner, right? It has. You got to think, not only are we adoptive parents, we were also foster parents. And I foster children of different nationalities. And of course, those questions have came up. Um, when we were fostering children of a different race. But that's the beauty in it all. You may face some um, criticism, but in the end, 
you have a beautiful story to tell because my children, I don't hide anything from them. They all know um, that they're adopted. It's not a secret. They know, and we tell them their beautiful story. Regardless how they came into our lives, we tell them their story, and we make sure they know their story, and we support them 100% if in the future they want to reach out to their both families. We support them. That's why I would have loved for both of my adoptions to be open, but unfortunately, the other one couldn't be an open adoption because it wasn't by our choice. It was by the mother's choice. So, but no matter what, if that child wants to know their birth family, we'll make a way for them to get to know that family. And that's the beauty of adoption. Love it. Wow. Yeah, love it. It's it's um, it's definitely a, a topic that I am um, unfamiliar with, of course, but just, you know, knowing you and, and Andre, um, who is your husband, knowing you and Andre, um, it, it's it's uh, actually remember being in, in the house during that foster uh, parent phase where you were watching different children and seeing that transition of this child is here and then this child is here. And and uh, it's definitely again, I, I honestly, I don't know if I could do it. Because the personalities of all the children that I've seen have been so different, <laughs> and yet your patience seems to be so consistent. I mean, is there is there a secret to that? Do you just quickly learn um, how that kid is and know how to, uh, uh, I don't know if manage is the right word, but manage that particular kid based on the characteristics that you can see that they have? Well, I'll put it to you like this, Jason. It's it's a gift that I have. My sister would tell you, or my basically, you can ask anyone in my family, they would tell you, I was always going to be the little old woman who lived in the shoe, who had so many kids she didn't know what to do. I just love <laughs> kids. <laughs> I love kids. I love them. That's why I worked with them for 20 plus years. I mean, I, I love kids. So... It's just a special way of knowing how to deal with them. I know you came in, you've seen the tantrums, and just see me sitting there like, that's it's okay. And I tell them my favorite line is, it's okay. When you finish, you let me know. And we'll talk about it. <laughs> so it's just, it's just letting them know and just constantly reassuring those children that you're safe. It's okay. When you're done, we'll talk about it. So it's just, I don't know. It's a gift. Now, what about the situations where maybe the parents have children already who, and I'm, I'm sure you've, you've probably, I've, I've only seen maybe one, one situation like this where the uh, non-adoptive kids, I don't want to say had a problem, but they, they sort of made the, uh, transition a, a little bit more difficult right so like for malachi it was perfect because he he wanted that right mm -hmm. but what what's what's your advice on not only is the parent having to go through the ups and downs of being an adoptive uh uh parent 
but then their own children may not be as supportive or may be difficult through the process. What's your advice to them? My advice is this. You have to do what's best for your family. And in the process of doing what's best for your family, listen to your children. During our process, like I said, we talk to our children. We talk to our adult children, and we also talk to the younger children who was in the home during that time. So talk to those children. Allow them to be a part of every part of the process to avoid any of those issues. So the, if you but if you have a child who says, no, mom, this is not for me or whatever, just... Hear them out. Listen to their feelings. And reassure them. Offer that reassurance that nothing's going to change. That you're still going to be a part of their life. You're still going to make that time for them. So it's basically that reassurance to that child. And hearing that child out and answering those concerns that they may have. Or, why, or figuring out why they have those reservations about this process. Because I'm here to tell you, it wasn't our children that we had to worry about. It was other family members. Interesting. Other family members in in your immediate family or their family? No, other family members in our family who was against the entire process. Interesting. So when you, when you say against, it was it more of like, why are you doing this or why are you quote unquote wasting your time? And yeah. Like, yes. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So, and, and of course we, I mean, there's, I, I guess I never talked to you about that. I look at that. I'd have known you so long. I'm learning about you today. Uh, I, I never would have thought about that. A relative sender saying, why are you sitting there wasting your time or why are you adopting kids that aren't yours and, and not being supportive of your decisions? Um, you know, I think about it when it when it comes to uh, us, like quitting our jobs, right, moving across the country and starting 105 Publishing. Um, but something like that, I don't see how anyone wouldn't appreciate what you do. So like what what was what what were their statements? What were their their comments? They I would just leave it at they were not supportive, but I will say during the process they learned a lot. They learned a lot and now they see the beauty of it all. Mm. So it actually changed their mind about the whole adoption situation. You have to remember, Jason, uh, adoption gets a bad rap. And the reason why adoption gets a bad rap is because most people think, why would you take want to take those drug, um, drug-infested kids? Everybody mm. think when you say adoption, they think every kid is on drugs or the mother was on drugs. Or the hmm. mother has some type of mental health issue. And that's not the case. Yeah. That's not the case at all. Yeah. But this is in the African-American community. This is what most people think. 
or why you want to take on somebody else's kids or somebody else's problem. Hmm. I'm not sure if I told you this, but uh, my grandmother actually adopted my um, my uncle and aunt, um, and they are not able to function without um, the help of others. So uh, they have home care attendants who help them uh, brush their teeth, bathe, get ready for uh, school, things like that. And um, I remember people walking by and like making fun of them because they look different or they walk different. Um, and so I just, I just remember that if, you know, me being that protector of them was extremely beneficial. Um, but I never thought to myself, I don't know why my grandmother adopted them, especially at her age or things like that. Um, I was just extremely supportive. So, uh, I guess you learn something new every day, right? Because I just thought that this was something that in my mind, you know, if, if your loved one is, is making this decision, be supportive because the process itself is already stressful. I guess I'm, I'm just naive to think that, huh? Yes. <laughs> in a sense. I mean, because you came from a healthy situation. You saw a family member supporting another set of family members. Your grandmother, I mean, she was probably of age, kids grown out of the house, and here she is taking on this responsibility. So, I mean, you, so I would say that was from a healthy standpoint. You saw a family member supporting another family member. And like I said, for me, I always knew that I wanted to uh, adopt a child. I always knew. I wanted to do that. It was just something that I knew from a very young age that I wanted to do. And when I was with my then boyfriend, we were talking and discovered that it was something that he also wanted to do. So we knew we were going to do it at some point within our marriage. We knew we were going to adopt a child. So Keisha, it seems like you have so much knowledge and experience with adoption and just the overall process. And um, with Raising Hope, I know it's a children's book, but with all your knowledge and experience, would you consider writing a book about adoption for um, even for parents that are looking to adopt or just, you know, from your perspective? One day, one day, I mean, I wouldn't say it's off the table, but one day, but right now, um, I want to focus on children's books, but one day, yes. Okay. Yeah, that that would actually be fantastic. Uh, People are always looking for a how-to or that extra guide. Um, in, in their life, no matter what the particular topic may be. So, yeah, that, right. that, that, that would be fantastic. So since she brought that up, I'm going to stay on top of you now. And that's that's going to be one of your books. So so there you go. You got a new idea already. <laughs> yes. OK. <Good> <laughs> OK, so the next question is, what was your favorite part of publishing and what was your least favorite part of publishing? Hmm. Favorite part of publishing 
was receiving the illustrations and seeing my book, my vision come to life. So that was the favorite part of publishing is seeing my self and character and my family and character. Um, that was the favorite part. Least favorite part was waiting on the book to actually come so I can get book in hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the part where people are like, okay, they're they're waiting and they're they're like they're anxious, waiting for waiting to see the you know, the finished product. <laughs> yeah, and I definitely was everybody with that with that number one badge. I knew we were gonna get it. Uh it was just a, a great feeling that it was you and Andre. Um, you know, since I've known you all so long. Uh, but yeah, that, that was, um, I mean, how did that feel when you, when you got that? Cause first you got the number two on that list and that number two mm-hmm. turned to number one. So, so how, how did that feel when you, when you saw that? I can't even put it into words. It was just, I just started, tears just started flowing to just see that because I wasn't expecting it. But the yeah. book took off so fast. And it's funny too, because I had I had told uh Patricia that that knowing you, you've always seemed very um uh laid back, right? I, I wouldn't I wouldn't quite say introverted, but you you you're the type of person who strikes me as I'm gonna analyze the situation first and then I'm gonna dive in. Whereas me, I'm like, hey, how's it going? How you doing? I'm over here shaking everybody's hand, right? right. Um so when I saw the amount of support you got, I'm like, she knows a lot of people. Like, and, and that's what a lot of people don't realize. It starts with your inner circle. Mm-hmm. There have been New York Times bestsellers that started with inner circles and then their circle and then their circle. And then eventually, bam, they sold that 5,000 in one week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's like it starts with your inner circle. Um how you accomplish things like that. So, so again, it was, it was a great, I know it was a great feeling for you, but it was a phenomenal feeling for us. Yeah. We, uh, we were over here jumping up and down because this is the first and we're like, wow, this is, this is amazing. This is what we started 105 off of is for feelings like this. Absolutely. Yeah. Just picture me trying to walk into Sam's and just, found out that your book was <laughs> number one bestseller on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So do you have anything else for us? We touched on, on so many topics. Uh, we, we done gave you an idea for your new book. Um, we, we done talked about, I uh, had a really deep conversation regarding uh, adoption. I learned some things. I know Patricia learned some things. Anything that you want to tell your potential readers or families in your similar type of situation? I will say this. This is the best advice that I can give anyone. Don't do, do it scared. Let me put it out there. Let me restate that. Do it scared. Don't let your fear stop you for doing what you know you're destined to do. Mm. That's my advice. Yeah. Because I, I did uh, all of this scared. Yeah. Yeah. And look where I ended up. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. And, and, it's, and it's working out. Yes, it is. And this is not the end for Raising Hope. I have ideas that's coming to fruition as far as Raising Hope is concerned. International Adoption Month is coming up. So I'm about to really start pushing this book out in all avenues and all streams. Okay. But anyway, so, y'all act like yes. y'all y'all act like y'all aren't going with me. Where I go, <laughs> you know how well, we do. So, okay. So let our readers and our listeners and, and your potential readers uh, know where they can find you, um, a website or, or um, email or anything like that. You can find me at author L. Norris on Instagram. And you can also find me on my website, which is coming soon. All right. Perfect. Do you know what the website, what the URL will be? Not just that. We're all working on it. Okay. All right. No problem. We put numerous posts weekly about our authors and and, and their updates. So once you get that website going, that will definitely be one of our posts on there to let people know. So, okay. All right, then. Well, listen, thank you for taking the time to speak with us. Uh, It was definitely, definitely a pleasure. I think we both learned a lot. Yes, we we learned so much, and I'm sure our listeners will be reaching out, and they'll check your book out and your future books, and we greatly appreciate having you as our first author on our podcast. Thank you for having me. This has been the 105 Way Podcast. You can check out Raising Hope and a lot of wonderful books at 105publishing.com. Click on the 105 Bookshelf. Talk to you soon.